your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will be looking at Philip Grubauer and his season grade, which you can expect where that went. Uh, We will also be, well, there's not a ton going on. And I know I said I would do the uh, prospects, the draft prospects on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, but when it was a little bit slow, a little bit light in the news department, at least when it came to the avalanche, why not do another one today? So we're going to look at another prospect that if another one that if he falls to the abs, they'd be hard pressed to not take him. And we'll discuss who that is. And once again, the odds have come out. Well, they're starting to come out. You know, there's a lot of different websites out there that you can go to. Obviously, we here at Locked On use betonline.ag, and I saw a few of them today, including Bet Online, who have the Avalanche again as the favorites already for next season. We're not even done with the Stanley Cup for this season, uh, but betting does not wait for anybody, and next year's odds are already out. Once again, the Avalanche are the favorite. What does that mean, if anything? So let's get to all of that and then some. But first, things first. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Um. I'm, my, my my head is a little bit I, I was laughing uh for the last 10 minutes at something that I, I just put up if you follow me on Twitter maybe you've seen it um I was I was doing some I guess research expansion draft research and uh if you're not familiar with what the Minnesota Wild did at the expansion draft for the Vegas Golden Knights they made a side deal with them where they said we will give you this prospect if you promise that you will take this player uh <clears throat> the prospect turned out to be alex tuck who is you know one of their best players right now uh and and it was kind of a side deal because minnesota was struggling they had so many players i want to say so many they had i think four players with no movement clauses and the rules that apply to this draft were, you know, just carried over from the Vegas draft. So they had to protect them and they were going to lose a good player. And they felt, well, we might as well give up two players uh, to save all the guys we want to save. And it kind of backfired because they gave up Alex Took. Um, anyway, I was, I was looking, I was just going back and doing some research and getting all the names and faces and, and Minnesota got a draft pick in the deal, and whatever. So I was just kind of going back and <laughs> rehashing that. And in my Google search, instead of uh, instead of it coming up with Minnesota Wild Vegas Golden Knights, it came up with something very different. Uh, with something with food in Minnesota, I don't know why Google suggested that, but it did. So uh, I've been laughing with some people on Twitter about that. 
anyway, uh, we will move on to a guy that will in all likelihood be protected and they won't have to worry about uh, any side deal with Philip Grubauer uh, because we've talked about him so many times this season before the season started. What could he do? Uh, it was not necessarily a make or break season for him, but you wanted to see improvement from Philip Grubauer, no doubt. <clears throat> you wanted to see him stay healthy, uh, and you wanted to see him establish himself as that number one guy and work in tandem with Pavel Francouz. And what we got was something above and beyond what really any of us wanted, uh, culminating in a Vesna candidacy and not one that we assumed that he would win we didn't really think he would win it but that truly was something uh, we're just being nominated kind of was a you know a culmination of everything he's done for the season and you're happy with that you're happy that he got noticed for having uh, a very good season when if if we have short-term memories we all forget that was the big question mark for the Avs going into the season. There were a couple of them, but the biggest one was could Philip Grubauer carry the Avs to a Stanley Cup final? You know, they clearly didn't make it that far. And it's it's everybody's fault. Nobody really played that well once the Avalanche started losing in the playoffs. But they would have not gotten a President's Trophy, uh, you know, number one overall seed, uh, they would not have been able to keep their heads above water with a, a number of guys, but while they were going through all the injuries, it, without Philip Grubauer, uh, he he was in, in Pablo Francois being out the entire season, and with the games being played every other day, and him carrying the the load for most of that season, uh, what he did was nothing short of of miraculous. I don't know if it was. You know, him just getting worn down at the end where he kind of, you know, wasn't really playing that well. But again, the Avs as a whole just really struggled for the once they started losing in the playoffs. So we're not going to put it solely on him. As far as Twitter goes, uh, exactly where you think it would go. 84% said A, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for B was 15%. And 1% said C. I don't know how you come up with that. And for D or F, not a single person said that. And I think my comment uh, for the D or F selection maybe swayed some people. I thought maybe that would entice people to be kind of, you know, smart Alex and and do it anyway. But they didn't, which, you know, that's good to see. But 84% for an A. And I don't think you... I, I would guess for the people that said B is because of the playoffs. Uh, but I think, you know, what he did in the regular season holds a ton of weight. And I don't think the playoff performance, if it was just him, and he was the sole reason why the Avalanche kind of fell off, fell so flat in the playoffs, uh, then f- I could see why you'd maybe want to downgrade him to a B and not going as far as you expect them to go. But uh, that that was a collective failure by the Avs, and it was not just him. So because of that, his regular season and being the Vesna uh, candidate is an easy, easy A for me and for Philip Grubauer. 
we'll see what happens. You know, there's some reports out there right now that the talks haven't really picked up between him and the Avs. That doesn't bother me. I I think you're going to see slow-moving deals come out, uh, if at all, before the expansion draft. So, I mean, there's really no talks going on with the three main free agents for the Avs. And once the expansion draft comes and goes, you'll see that happen. You'll see the talks pick up a little bit more. I'm sure they've had preliminary talks. It seems like they have. But nothing's going to get done until uh, the expansion draft or shortly, shortly before it. Uh, As far as comments goes, in the Philip Grubauer poll, uh, at DT Lancey says he's obvi- he obviously let some soft goals in, including a few cru- crucial ones in the playoffs, but clearly being a Vesnik finalist proves he was properly recognized by the media and was a huge part in the Avs winning the President's Trophy. Rebecca states he was the MVP of the Avs this year, and that's a good... We haven't really talked about that individual awards, who would be the MVP. You could definitely throw him up there in that category uh we would not have won the president's trophy without him and we would have had a worse outcome against vegas he was incredible i don't know if, i mean can you have a worse outcome than what they did i guess it's possible uh but maybe he made it less worse i guess lothar says not only because he's my fellow german but philip grubauer had an outstanding season <clears throat> it was not perfect but the numbers tell the story. Regular season, 40 games played, 30 wins, 1.95 goals against, 0.922 save percentage. Playoffs, 10 games played, 6 wins, 2.61 goals against, uh, 0.914 save percentage. Grubauer was fantastic and deserves an A. Can't argue with any of that, Lothar. Kyle Sullivan, you know him. Shaggy Von Doom says, The best goalie play we have seen on the team in the last decade. A easiest vote so far uh alan definitely no question on this one uh he gave him an a and uh jordan at avsfan2909 says i give gruby an a plus he was incredible for us this year in my opinion when we traded for him it was hard to say for sure what we would or what he would turn into for us being much of an unknown at the time given his role with the capitals as a backup Fast forward to now, and he's really established himself as a bona fide starting goaltender, and he's a crucial part of this team. I think he deserves a raise on his next contract, and I'm confident Sackick will do whatever he can to sign Gruby to a new deal. Yeah, he'll get a raise. He'll get a new deal. Uh, I guess you could say he's established himself as a bona fide starter. You, you could say that. It, you know, he had a great season. Let, let's and if we're basing his grade just on this season, yes, A plus. Uh, but I'm I'm of the standing like I want to see him do it more, and I, I'm not. It's not like I'm insatiable, and <clears throat> I don't think he can. It's just we've gotten injured, injury riddled Grubauer in the past, and we've had one good season, and I just want that to continue. If he can do that, if he can do it again if you can recreate it next year then i will come around to okay maybe just those first couple years were just freak injuries that happen uh you know i don't think he shed totally that injured goalie or injured player title 
Uh, but if he can do, if he can recreate what he did this year, next year, you'll, you'll have my backing even more. And then lastly, at Nick Bichel says, easy A for Grubauer. He was one of uh, very few goalies in the league who had to play extra games because there was no viable backup to help their team out for quite a while. And this didn't phase him very much. He was a difference maker in tons of games. Resign him ASAP. Very good point. They they had to go with him. You know, with with Francois being out, they they didn't. Uh, they had other options, but they're your AHL guys, and we saw how that went down, which is why they started making trades for goalies. So uh, it, it was Grubauer or nothing, Grubauer or bust, and he stepped up to the plate. So I think they'll get a deal done. I hope they do, uh, and and I, I do. I, I have confidence. He can, this is the starting point for him. Uh, now I'm just not going to say that and just say, oh, he he's our guy for the foreseeable future. I believe it. Uh, I just want to see more consistency in his health. I like his play. I've always liked his play. Even in those seasons where he was injured, he played well. But you have to be out there. <laughs> and he wasn't for, for you know, in the early stages of his avalanche career. Uh, maybe this was a turning point for him. But on the flip side of that, injuries are injuries. And sometimes they're freakish. And you can never predict if he's going to have somebody plow into him, which isn't his fault. Uh, so that's just hockey. Uh, but yes, easy, easy A for Philip Grubauer. All right, let's hear from, we have the Spotify Green Room. And uh, this episode is brought to you by the Green Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me other sport fans lucky enough you can maybe even talk with some athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport Uh, i will be hosting a room a spotify green room on thursday we'll say 10 o'clock eastern i've been saying 9 30 but sometimes the the kids don't really want to cooperate with that so we'll push it to 10 o'clock let's do that thursday at 10 o'clock you can come in on the show you can join the call with me if you don't want to join the call and you just want to talk avalanche hockey with the people that are there. There is a chat room where you can do just that. They are tons of fun. Uh, I kind of, I just kind of navigate the conversation and I throw it out to you guys and um, we just have a big avalanche discussion once a week. Um, they're getting bigger and bigger and which I guess seems that people seem to like them. So download the app. You can download it for free. It's uh, available on all iOS devices, and it is available on Android. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account. You can join leagues. You can join other teams. Almost everybody from Locked On has an account there. So you can uh, once you favorite them, you'll get notified when a room goes live or follow me on Twitter, and you'll be notified that way as well. And then you come in and you join. It's a ton of fun. So... Uh, we will see you in the green room. It's changing the way that we talk sports. Also brought to you by Built Bar and the limited time flavor. The grasshopper cookie is here for a short amount of time. It's only available this week, July 6th through 9th. So go get it now. We have tried it and it's definitely a good one. It has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only five grams of sugar, and you know all the other Built Bar flavors, something for everybody. 
coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, list goes on and on. And if you haven't tried the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors available. And not only a Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. You get 17 or 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180 calories. Only four or five grams of sugar, only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. So again, that promo code is LOCKED15 at builtbar.com. All right. So moving on to our prospect today. And I I like this this one. And again, these are not in order. Uh, yesterday we did Zachary LaRue. He was the first one that we did. I just want to emphasize like these are not in any particular order. I kind of just pick guys that are in the realm of where the avalanche are picking and where these guys are projected. And I kind of will just pick one and do some research on them and then talk about them. So it's very uh, inexact science for me when it comes to how I present them to you. But just know that these guys are in the vicinity of where the Avalanche are picking at 27. And the right now, right now, the main one I'm using is the Elite Prospects draft guide. Uh, The Black Book is coming out. It should be out. God, I I hope tomorrow Um, that should be coming out. But right now uh, we are going to talk about and before I mention his name, because that's the one thing with, with these guys in the NHL. They get players from, obviously, all over the globe. So you're not 100% familiar with how to pronounce their names. And the good thing about uh, Elite Prospects is they have a a button you can hit where they kind of upload how to pronounce their name. But sometimes it's not – you can't really understand it. Um, and I've done research on this guy and – the way to pronounce his name is very simple, like the way it's presented, which is Isaac Rosen. Or uh, you can pronounce it some other ways I've heard, which is Isaac Rosen. So I think the way to pronounce his last name is Rosen. So I will say it that way. And if I'm butchering it, I completely apologize. But we just have to get to know these guys. Uh, so Rosen is a very, very skilled forward. And I'm kind of leaning towards doing most of these draft prospects uh, at the forward position. I cannot imagine the Avalanche will go defense again. Is anything possible? Absolutely. I was shocked when they did it last year. So could they do it again? Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, But also... A lot of the things that we were talking about in the offseason for the Avs is the forward position. Second line, middle six, bottom six. First line, fortified, we're good there. Don't don't need to look in the draft for anybody for the top line. You're looking for that second, third, fourth line. Uh, And Rosen is a guy that he can score. he's, He's very, very gifted offensively. Uh, as far as skating goes, and again, I know I talked about skating yesterday with LaRue saying how it's not the most important, and I don't feel that it is, but when it's good, it's good, and it stands out. 
And for Rosen, it definitely stands out. I think he's up there with the best skaters in the draft. Uh, His puck handling skills are phenomenal. He's a good passer. He's good on defense, and he's not going to to wow you on defense, but he's going to hold his own on defense, which is surprising because the big rub on him is his physical attributes. He doesn't like contact. Uh, he can get pushed off the puck a lot in on the boards and in the corners, and the reason for that is he's a little undersized. He's 5'11", and he only weighs 161 pounds. So he needs to bulk up. So he's not someone that is going to, if they were to draft him, uh, he would be playing for the Avs next year. So it's kind of like the dynamic, the, the, the polar opposites between yesterday when talking about LaRue and how he is a physical presence, and today about Rosen, who is not, uh, but both gifted offensively. I would say Rosen is more of an offensive powerhouse than LaRue is. So, and, and you know, LaRue is the, the question mark with his, is he, is he too aggressive? Where Rosen is barely aggressive. Uh, but he will get back on defense. He doesn't let his smaller frame kind of uh, let people push him around. Sometimes he just doesn't have a choice because he's, He's he's so little and and he it is noticeable. He he's so skinny. He looks a little bit taller than he really is. He looks just like one of those lanky guys, and he uses that to get around you. Like he has some really good offensive skill, and that puck handling. I think he knows. Like I'm if I'm undersized, I have to figure out a way to get around people, and he's done that while he's worked on his skating and his puck handling. And couple that with a very good sense of, of scoring. And he's, he's going to be a, a good player. He will project as, I would say, a, to start. It, it all depends on if he can just get some muscle. If he can do that, uh, you're going to have a really good player on your hands who I wouldn't doubt in the future could be a second-line guy for you. I really can see that happening. If he doesn't, he's still got a career in the NHL, but it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to to crack past the third line. Uh, but he he has it all. He he's when he gets into open ice, go watch some of his his tape and watch some of his film. Just with all these guys, you can just go to YouTube and find a ton of film on these guys. He's impressive. He's he's fat. He's not as demon I mean he, he's quick he's really quick he's not you know Nathan McKinnon speed but I think he could you know maybe like Logan O'Connor style think somebody like that's like that he's he's impressive to watch so the big thing on him is like I said is bulking up do you, do I think he's gonna be there at 27 I I don't I think he might get picked just a few picks before the avalanche pick at 27. Uh, but if for whatever reason he falls to them, and that's the thing with this draft is anything is possible here because there's so few games for some of these guys to go on and some guys might not be willing to take a chance. So is it possible? Sure. If he's there at 27, it, it's going to be hard pressed for the Avs to, to pass on him. 
because I think they they like his speed. Uh, I I don't think you know, and they and they have the ability to kind of let him kind of mature a little bit and and pack on some pounds and pack on some muscle. So keep an eye on him. Great player, great offensive mind, uh, really good puck handler, dangerous offensive weapon, and you can't have enough enough of that, especially for the Avalanche. So that's it. I think it's Isak Rosen, and I'll get the pronunciation whenever he gets drafted and we hear the name. So, all right, let us hear from betonline.ag, and we'll be talking about them in the next segment as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and if you want, you can probably even bet on the Olympics, which is right around the corner. Uh, you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs for baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC, and like I said, the Olympics. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all of the greatest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. When you head to the website and sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, for the second year in a row, uh, over on betonline.ag, the Avalanche are the favorites for next year. And it's kind of amazing how we can have those. And I think we even talked about this when the Avalanche came out as the favorites uh, before the start of last season. We don't know how this offseason is going to go. We keep saying this roster is going to look different. And, you know, you're losing someone in the expansion draft. You don't know what free agents on the team you can sign. You don't know what free agents you're going to bring in. But despite it all, we have odds. And the Colorado Avalanche are the favorites going into next season, followed by Vegas, Tampa, who in all likelihood will win this thing again. Uh, they are third, and then Carolina, Boston, and Toronto, who are tied. Uh, Boston and Toronto are. So, whatever. I mean, we can have a discussion on, like, is, is this something that should even be happening right now? Uh, you, you'd be fighting a losing battle there because, you know, this stuff is going to happen all the time. You're going to get next year's favorites way too early. These are going to change. Uh, as teams make signings and as teams draft players and, and moves happen, the, the the numbers will change. And just for sake of the argument, uh, the Seattle Kraken have the worst odds on for next year. And I think everybody might be jumping on that one, knowing what Vegas did in year number one, expecting Seattle to do something similar. So, if you're one of those people, go jump on that right now because you, you'd make a good return um, if Seattle can repeat what Vegas did but win it, obviously, <clears throat> in their first season. So when we talked about this last year, we were the happiest fans in the world because you know the Avalanche, we knew they had a good team, and now Vegas was taking notice. And, you know, we all felt good about that. Yeah, we knew that they had to go out and perform and we kind of felt comfortable that they would. But maybe some of us got a, this false sense of, you know, because we are the, the favorites means, you know, the, the road to 
the Stanley Cup final is a little bit, I don't, I don't want to say easier, but maybe almost a sure thing. Like if you're the favorite, you're expected to go there and you would just think things will fall your way simply because you're the favorite. <clears throat> and now we know that to not be true. So when you see this, sure, it makes you feel good that you still have a good team considered, uh, you know, in, in the eyes of the odds makers. Uh, but now it takes on a different role. It doesn't, when, when I saw this, it didn't take on the role of, what well, I guess the, the, the good feeling went away really quickly and it went to, well, you know, now, now we need to live up to this stuff. You know what I mean? Yes, the Avalanche are going to have a good team no matter what moves they make. They still have a, a very good team. <clears throat> and does this really put any more pressure on them? I don't think so. I don't think it does at all. I think the maybe the beginning of last year we got that famous quote now from Nathan McKinnon where the favorites or whatever. Uh, I, I don't even think any of these guys will even mention this going in. They're They're not... They won't mention it outside of the locker room. They will, you know, tell each other in, in the locker room, like, yeah, we're a good team. We need to get over this second round hump. If they want to anoint us the favorites again, go ahead and do it. But that's not going to be our motivating factor this year. Maybe it was going into last year. Maybe it was for the fans. We always had that to hang on to that, you know, we are the favorites. There's some pride in that. But now everybody is going to be looking at you saying, well, you were the favorites last year. How'd that go for you? So, you know, you, you're going to have that pressure again. It, it's going to be there. And, you know, other fans are going to be looking at you saying, like, you guys, you know, how many more seasons can the Avalanche be considered the favorites if they, you know, keep losing? In the second round or third round, doesn't matter. So they, people know they have a good team. And they know they have a good team. They just need to win that one, which is easier said than done. And then, you know, that monkey won't be off their back, but it, it, their, their, their shoulders won't be so heavy if they can get that cup victory. And then everything after that is so much more relaxed. Then you have, you know, all the experience in the playoffs. You'll continue to be the favorites going forward. But having this right now does not mean as much this year or next year as it did going into the season that just ended for the avalanche. It just, it just doesn't for me now. It, like I said, that was something that, yeah, we, we could talk about and do a podcast episode about it, but now it's who cares about odds. Uh, odds mean nothing. Odds don't mean anything. You know, who do, doesn't care about odds, Montreal Canadians. So, they just got to go out there and play their game and not worry about what, what Vegas says. So uh, that will be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again. And I think we're going to have a guest tomorrow, someone who hasn't been on the show yet. Still working on um, getting Ryan Clark from The Athletic and definitely going to have him on before the, uh, the expansion draft. But tomorrow, I, I think uh, Devin, who if you listen to the – the green room episodes he joins the call for that i think he's going to come on and we're going to talk about a little, little avalanche history for him how he got into the team and uh, how he thinks the avalanche are looking going into this offseason so that will be for tomorrow and that is it for today so thank you everybody for tuning in as always it's always appreciated 
See everyone tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.